We did it. And now, recording. on with Welcome the show. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Weekend Watch. Uh, joined yet again uh, by a couple of lovable losers named Keith and David. What's going on, guys? This is Ryan. How are you doing? I'm not right. a loser. Well, you're lovable, at least. Well, thanks. So fuck that's something. For calling me I'm, batting, a loser. I'm batting 500, I guess. 500. You just said, fuck you. That doesn't make you very lovable. No, it doesn't. Who's this Ryan guy? I don't know. <laughs> He's trying something new. Yeah. Uh, it didn't land very well, so that's my curveball this week. It's not very good. I, I don't feel very. <laughs> I think I have a crickets button around here. <laughs> we do need some sound effects. We should find some sound effects that we can just insert real time. Did, did you hear that? I, I heard something. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh there, there it is. Some, hey, that's good stuff. Okay, you got that. That's coming in. Now we'll classify so, that under good stuff. So everybody knows that's a joke. There we go. <laughs> that's doesn't it doesn't fit bad. <laughs> yeah, it didn't finish. It was like the first half. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was just like gonna... <laughs> I think that one's cheering, but like the front and the back get clipped, so I just hear <laughs> like like a clip like of the screams of hell. <laughs> Like like a pit straight to the nether was open, but just for a quick second. So they were just like, <laughs> it's, it's good. That's good. I, like I, like that. Like, <laughs> I feel like yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't anyway, unpleasant. I, I could listen to it a few times. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, we're here, as usual, guys, to talk about uh, stuff that everyone should check out on, on uh, streaming services this weekend. So... We don't have a theme this week, so we're just going to get right into it. We got a, a mishmash, a mishmash of recommendations this week. So, hodgepodge, uh, David, if you will, a hodgepodge, uh, a, a jambalaya uh, of recommendations, and we're going to start out with David. Goulash. David, give us give us that goulash. Um, all right. Well, um, something. I, this is a movie that I revisited uh, fairly recently. Uh, I feel like it's a pretty, uh, pretty solid classic um dead poets society um oh captain my captain oh captain my cap let's see a new english teacher john keating played by robin williams is introduced to an all boys preparatory school that is known for its ancient traditions and high standards he uses unorthodox methods to reach out to his students who face enormous pressures from their parents and the school with keating's help students neil perry played by robert sean leonard todd anderson played by Ethan Hawke, and others learn to break out of their shells, pursue their dreams, and seize the day. Forget Ethan Hawke's in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, this is a coming-of-age story. Um, it's it's one of Robin Williams' uh, more serious roles, which I think that he nails drama every time. He always brings this lightheartedness with him, even when he's being very, very serious. Um, but it's about this uh, literature teacher, who uses poetry and uh, tactical spontaneity to help his students um, break out of very constrictive, very conservative uh, familial and duty bonds. Um, duty. 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 Uh, sometimes for, I mean, and for better and, and worse, for better and for worse. It's a, it's, it's an amazing movie, honestly. Uh, if you, if you feel like spending the night crying, uh, this one's a for sure watch. Yeah, this one always catches you right in the feels. This is a great film. Uh, this is this is something everybody should see. Uh, I think 
I've seen it probably in a, in a couple of classes throughout my life as well. You know, this is a popular one for film crit classes or uh, English, class, English classes. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is, this is a big one. And yeah, it's something that everybody should see at some point in their life. This is a great movie. Agreed. Um, yeah, that was my first experience with it was an English class in high school, probably freshman. Yeah, year, I think like so. freshman sophomore yeah. year. Yeah. Feels and like um, yeah, it's just that movie, one of those movies that sticks with you. Probably one of Robin Williams' most memorable roles in my mind out of countless memorable roles. Right. So yeah, definitely uh, check out Dead Poet Society. Where's that streaming, David? Shit, where I watch it? Prime. It's on Prime. Prime. Prime Video. Amazon. Amazon. Amazon has that thing. Uh, oh, check Prime it out. Video. On Prime Video. Uh, I'm going to go. Fuck you, Keith. My turn. <laughs> hey, I thought I was lovable, man. You are lovable, but you told me you, you said fuck you. Okay, to me. yeah, fair enough. Go go ahead. I'll allow it. That's so that that's your punishment. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyway, my my first recommendation is a uh, 2006 movie, Children of Men. Uh, this is see here the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Thank you, David. I, for, I haven't heard that song in, since the 90s, and now it'll be stuck in your head until the next 90s. Oof, uh, I, I I like your optimism, bud. You think I'm going to be around <laughs> until the next 90s? I'm just trying to make it to 2024, man. I'm putting my anyway, head in a jar. <laughs> Children of men. That's the thing I said. Uh, when infertility threatens mankind with extinction and the last child born has perished, a disillusioned bureaucrat played by Clive Owen becomes the unlikely champion in the fight for the survival of Earth's population. He must face down his own demons and protect the planet's last remaining hope from danger. So basically it's this um, almost post-apocalyptic dystopian set near future movie where again, uh, nobody's having babies anymore for some unexplained reason. Uh, It's been like 20 years since the last child was born. And uh, all of a sudden this kind of down on his luck, like bureaucrat who's just kind of trudging along through this, depressing future that that that's that's come about uh comes across a young woman who's who's pregnant and she becomes this symbol of hope for for the future and all these different groups are trying to you know exploit her but um i don't know i'm a huge fan of this have you guys seen this movie i have yeah i i really like this movie it's it's unique in post-apocalyptic films i think the um it's alfonso cuaron was the director uh, who's done a, a ton of different movies that um, that I was a huge fan of. Like, uh, I think he did Training Day. A few, I'm, I'm probably wrong on that. That sounds wrong. Don't don't quote me on that. Anyway, um, the cinematography, I think, was, was some of the most impressive that I've seen in the past couple of decades. Uh, the, the world building, the, the landscapes, the... The way it's shot, there's a lot of uh, long single take shots in the film that are that are absolutely beautiful, uh, and and the acting, everything was just perfect. I don't know. What, I what love you Clive think? Owen. Um, this is a great role for him. Like I said, this is a really unique feeling, uh, post-apocalyptic journey. You know, it's it's a little bit different than than what you'd be used normally used to in in a setting like that. Um, it's like you said, it's gorgeous. It's it's just so well shot. I a, a lot of these scenes are are pretty breathtaking. It's this is a 
a really good movie. I've I've forgotten about it up until you recommended it, honestly, and I need to revisit it because I, I really do enjoy this film. Uh, it's pretty bleak, but um, I don't know. It, it It's definitely worth a watch. And I was way wrong. Alfonso Cuaron, I got him way confused with somebody else. Anyway, he did uh, Gravity 2013 with uh, Clooney and Bullock, and he did Roma on Netflix from 2018. Uh, he yeah. also did Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Which is arguably the best of the films. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, check out Children of Men if you're into that sort of thing on net- on Netflix. I don't know. <laughs> Feeling woefully unprepared today. Uh, Hulu. 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 It's on Hulu. Yeah. I don't think we have a Netflix pick this week at all. I don't all. think we do either. Fuck Netflix this week, you guys. <laughs> no, I'm wrong again. It's on Peacock. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I just Christ. read my other pick. <laughs> Children of Ben, uh, Peacock. Why do you guys let me do Our this? shit is together. You is it my turn? Can I go yet? Can I fucking go no. yet? Spend? You should have let Keith go. Gonna so have a... time to gather yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go. Just go. Take it away from me. I'm going <laughs> to ruin everything. Movies, uh, Sorry. From the, I guess we do kind of have a bit of a theme. These Both of my films are from the early 2000s. Um, and I don't know why we ended up picking some, some older films this week, but maybe cause we have, have the freedom without the theme that's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going back in time. So my first one is a movie that I really enjoy. I think it's hit or miss for a lot of people. I know people that don't like this movie and I know people that absolutely love it. It's a film called I heart Huckabees. It is on Hulu right now. This is. One of my favorite just wacky movies. It's got an all-star cast. Uh, you've got Jason Schwartzman is, is playing the lead character. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is in it. Uh, Lily Tomlin, Jude Law, Mark Wahlberg, Naomi Watts. Like it, the list goes on. This is a it's jam-packed, and it's it's a wacky ass film. It is it it's this kid basically played by Jason Schwartzman who's uh, he he hires these existential detectives uh, played by Dustin Hoffman and Lily Tomlin, and um, he asks them to investigate him and, and the weird things happening to him. And it's this crazy wild ride of just weird coincidences and strange meetings. And it's it's just interesting and fun and goofy and off the wall it, it's have you guys seen this movie uh, it's been a very long time but i have seen it uh, i yeah. remember it being pretty awesome pretty funny yeah it's wacky man it's just that, that like it it it's kind of serious but it doesn't take itself seriously at all like it it's just it's a lot of fun i gotta say this is one of my favorite films have you seen this david no i never i mean I've this been a aware of this movie really for enjoy. a long time. I've just never taken the time to watch it. This is one that I think you you personally would would really enjoy. Uh, the story, the the weird zaniness that happens, um, the crazy look at at feelings and emotion, and and it it's just a cool cool take on a lot of different stuff. And I I think you would really enjoy it. I I suggest you take a look when you get a minute. You could you could watch this movie and learn how to have feelings and emotion, David. Ew. Figure figure it out. Ew, he says in a monotone <laughs> voice. <laughs> so. Yeah, check this out. It's on Hulu. It is called I Heart Huckabees. It's a it's a fun movie. Like I said, it's hit or miss. 
You might hate it, but I absolutely love it. Right on. Check out I Heart Huckabees currently streaming on Hulu. David. Spencer. You're up again. Again? Yeah, go again. Um, you got to do second. two. There's two every week, bud. Two. Did you have a second one? Did oh, you yeah. even come up with a second one? Oh, yeah. You this forgot one I all watched, of that. Have you like, watched two things? I, I put a slightly more effort into this pick uh, this week than, than I normally do. Um, this week, my recommendation uh, is uh, a bit of an homage to uh, uh, somebody that we lost in this fucking shit show dumpster fire of a year that we're calling 2020. Um, James, the amazing Randy uh, passed away on October 20th. And if you're unfamiliar with who James Randy was, um, he was uh, an, a, a very vocal advocate for uh, anti bullshittery. Um, he very famously embarrassed Uri Geller on the Carson show. Um, he very famously embarrassed Peter Popoff at his uh, big televangelist gatherings. Um, and he's one of my skeptical icons. Um, and so my second recommendation this week, I'll get around to it, is uh, An Honest Liar. Uh, it's 2014. On Honest Liar is a featured documentary about the world-famous magician, escape artist, and world-renowned enemy of deception, James the Amazing Randy. The film brings to life Randy's intricate investigations that publicly expose psychics, faith healers, and con artists with quasi-religious fervor. A master deceiver who came out of the closet at the age of 81, Randy created fictional characters, fake psychics, and even turned his partner of 25 years, the artist Jose Alvarez, into a sham guru named Carlos. But when a shocking revelation in Randy's personal life is discovered, it isn't clear whether Randy is still a deceiver or the deceiver. Um, he's a fascinating character, and uh, An Honest Liar is a, a very uh, genuine look into this giant's, <laughs> giant's life. I mean, and it... it, it uh, Definitely takes the time out to to interview um, all the people that he's uh, helped to inspire, like uh, Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller, um, Adam Savage of MythBusters. I mean, these are the guys that are currently standing on the shoulders of James Randi. Yeah, um, I was introduced to James Randi by a, a manager I had back at when I worked at Staples fifteen years ago or whatever now. Um, who was a huge fan and, and showed me the Uri Geller video and I was hooked from then on, you know, and he was the, he did the, the million dollar prize, right? If somebody could prove that they had some supernatural ability. Yeah. The James Randi foundation for decades had a million dollar. I think he, it started out as like a thousand dollars and just got upped and upped and upped until it hit a million. Yeah. But if you could go into if you could approach the James Randi Foundation and prove psychic powers, they'd just give you a million bucks. Nobody could do it. Nobody could do it. Uh, yeah, so do it. this is a, I haven't seen this documentary, but um, I honestly didn't know it existed until you recommended it. I, I'll definitely be checking it out uh, as a as a big fan of of Randy himself. Yeah, same here. Like I did not know this was was available to stream or was a thing at all. So I'm excited to check this out too. Well, me and Spencer will have to revisit this next week and and give our thoughts on it too because I'm excited to watch this. It was quite recent that we lost him, wasn't it? Like last month or or in the past couple of months or something. Yeah, end of October, October twentieth. Yeah, so still pretty fresh. Um, and I'll I'll definitely give this a watch. So yeah, uh, check. Go ahead. 
I was going to tell you it? where it's available. Yeah. On Hoopla. Uh, and something else I'm very excited to get more traffic pushed towards. Hoopla is, I think it's a great service. Yeah, we love Hoopla around here. Uh, so check out An Honest Liar, currently streaming on Hoopla. Cool. I guess that means it's my turn. Uh, I don't know how to follow that. How do you follow James Randi? Uh, but I do have a little bit of a theme here. So my next recommendation is a, a different take on the uh, post-apocalyptic trope. And that is the uh, originally Fox series, uh, The Last Man on Earth. Uh, Last Man on Earth stars Will Forte, uh, Kristen Shaw, uh, January Jones, and a few other people. Uh, and follow, uh, Basically, it's uh, the year is 2022, and after an unlikely event, only one man is left on Earth, Phil Miller, who used to be just an average guy who loved his family and hated his job at the bank. Now in his RV, Phil searches the country for other survivors. He's traveled to every city, every town, and every outpost in the United States, Mexico, and Canada, and has found no one, which leads him to the painful realization that he is almost certainly the last living being on the face of the Earth. So uh, the first episode, first couple episodes follow Phil as he makes his way around the country, like I said, trying to find anybody who's still alive after this devastating virus has wiped out almost all animal life. There's no animals left. There's no people left. Um, so he does all kinds of ridiculous things like steal, you know, uh, priceless works of art and takes the constitution and, you know, the dinosaur skulls and, and stuff and, and loads them into this RV he has. And once he realizes there's nobody left, he goes back to his home in Tucson uh, and just kind of does it. whatever the hell he wants. Um, towards the end of the episode, he uh, realizes that there's someone else uh, still alive uh, as he's put up a bunch of, or written on a bunch of billboards, you know, alive in Tucson. And at the end of the episode, somebody finally, you know, sees these billboards and shows up and it kind of goes from there. But uh, have you guys seen the show at all? No, and I really want to. I didn't know this existed either. This is a great recommendation for me because... I'm looking at the cast list and it's a big hit for me. So I, I'm excited to watch this show. Lauren and I are probably going to be looking for something after Big Mouth season four to watch. And that's this. This is next on my list. I really want to check this show out. I, I definitely recommend it. The comedy in it is ridiculously witty. Uh, it's it's outrageous. Um, I, I don't even know how else to explain it. It's just is it just really, the one season? Four seasons total. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, four seasons. The My only gripe with this show is that it was canceled. So it doesn't have as satisfying a wrap-up as you'd like. Um, Bummer. Yeah, We've had a couple of those on, on yeah, the show, though. It's still worth the ride. Um, like I said, the comedy just gets more and more outlandish. Uh, the situations that the, you know, the cast members find themselves in is just, just gets funnier and funnier. Uh, check it out. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's currently streaming on Hulu. Uh, like I said, four seasons. I want to say 13 episodes a season. It might have gotten a little more uh, in like the middle season. Um, so definitely recommend that. Uh, it's 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 hilarious. I'll, I'll, I won't go too much into it because it's real easy to give away spoilers for this show by talking much more about it. So I'm going to pass it off. Uh, check out Last Man on Earth currently streaming on Hulu. And then we'll go to Keith. Cool. So the last rec for me is going to be one of my favorite films again. And uh, this one is streaming on Prime. It's a movie called Almost Famous. And I just absolutely adore this film. There's not a lot about it that, 
that I I can pick as as being not not something you don't want to watch. Like this is this is just a great look at music at the the way music writers go about their business and it's just a fun story as well. Um so it's set in 1973. You are following the story of a 15-year-old kid who is kind of just an amazing writer. Uh, he ends up landing a job with Rolling Stone at 15 and following a band called Stillwater, fronted by lead guitar Russell Hammond. And uh, he's he's like the, the hot shit of the time. This is the band to be following. They're full of groupies. They, I mean, it's it's huge. So this kid lands his dream job writing for Rolling Stone and gets to follow the dream band writing the dream story. And he he gets to discover just how crummy that dream can be sometimes. And also fucking amazing. This, this film is a ride. It's so much fun. It's got some of my favorite actors like Jason Lee in it. Uh, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it. There's There's just so much to this movie that makes it great you've i'm sure you both have seen this right yeah back uh, what was it 2001 yeah uh, it came out in 2000 yeah 2000 uh yeah it, it's it's an interesting story it's i, I enjoyed it david i've never seen this no? i've seen the cover lots or a whole bunch this is another one i think you should watch this is a great this is a great movie i love it there's great comedy there's great drama um uh, i think it's it's just a good look into what what the music was happening like in the 70s it was, it's it's a fun story for sure definitely a fun story uh, where is that streaming this is on prime on on prime video amazon prime gotcha uh yeah i i highly recommend it uh i haven't seen it in a long time i think i need to go back and revisit it uh both yeah. your picks were movies that i saw when they came out and I don't think I've revisited since before we graduated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Check them out, man. Like, like I said, they're, they're worth revisiting. Uh, these are a couple of my favorite movies and yeah, uh, I, I went back in time with some of these, some nostalgia picks and they hold up really well. I haven't seen almost famous since Keith was in short pants. <laughs> uh, check out almost famous currently streaming on prime. And that's it. Those are our recommendations for the week, you guys. We did it. We made it. All set. Got ourselves on the back. Finally made it through another one. Neither of you did it, but okay. I don't take orders from you. (laughs) You could have just pretended that we did it. They would have never known. Yeah, well, I don't like to lie to our listeners. Ryan. (laughs) Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, you know, now's the time of the show where we like to leave you with something that you should not watch uh, on streaming because it's bad. It's a bad thing to watch. And I think David is going to give us our, our poop option this week, our warning, our thing you shouldn't watch. Avoid it. Don't watch this thing. David, go. Okay, this is a, this is a reluctant poop because I, I, this movie is a gem for being such poop. Is it a um, poop? Is it a fart? You can't quite tell. Look, the the simple fact is sometimes poops are enjoyable. Sometimes you want to sit down and you want to watch a poop. You want to enjoy a poop. And this might be a poop that you might want to go back and enjoy. But let me tell you why it's poop. Um, I recently watched Demolition Man again. Um, Sylvester Stallone at peak. Sylvester Stallone. Still, Sylvester. Sylvester. He is Sylvester. <laughs> um, Wesley he was, Snipes. He was Sylvester. Sylvester. Powering Sylvester. through. 
we're powering through. Uh, Wesley Snipes playing the the menacing villain um, because it's the '90s and it's uh, vaguely racist. Um, Sandra vaguely. Bullock um, playing um, naive and beautiful Sandra Bullock the way that she um, I'm sure was trained to do very well. I, I mean, to be. Like, <laughs> the cast is just like crazy packed. We got uh, Benjamin Brad in there as well. Dennis Leary. Um, so many. Oh, okay. Demolition Man. Um, let's see. Let's see. When innocent victims caught in the crossfire in Los Angeles is intensifying war on crime. Um, both cop John Spartan, played by Sylvester Stallone, and violent thug Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes, are sentenced to a state of frozen incarceration known as cryo prison. When Spartan is finally thawed 36 years later, it's 2032, and Los Angeles is now a pacifist utopia called San Angeles. But with Phoenix again on the loose, Spartan must keep must team up with future cop uh, Lenina to apprehend the killer. Um, so why is this a poop movie? Um, because I said it right there. It's 36 m- years in the future, and they act like fucking civilization's been torn down eight times over like so much to like (laughs) this movie is packed with plot holes um i think i think the strongest reference that they make to to stallone being like linked to his past is um there's a helicopter pilot in the very beginning who uh seems to be this 30 something year old black dude um and then when he's in the future, when he's like recruited into the future cops, he's that he's like one of the few black dudes still around. There's now an old black dude who's like, Hey, I remember you. I flew you and we, we crashed and we caught Phoenix and they have this little mini um, reunion. And then that's it. That's it. He makes mention of a wife that he had once upon a 36 fucking years ago. She's probably still alive. Damn it. The whole movie is infuriating for it's just like turn the dial forward just a little bit more than 36 years come on guys that's the so biggest. goofy it, it feels like a joke but it, they are they're too serious with it they're yeah like but some of the jokes are pretty funny the sex scenes are hilarious the uh there's there's some funny stuff about this that makes it like bearable and enjoyable but yeah i don't know what's with What's with the names they gave to these people? John Spartan. John What's Spartan. His, something Phoenix. It's like, I don't know. Like at least Snake Blizzkin knew that. Like the if you were watching a Snake Blizzkin film, that you knew what you were getting into. They they made every fucking name just like over the top. Demolition uh, Man is is a weird weird movie, but it I my I know we talked about this, David. My memory of it isn't the theatrical version it's the tnt cut so it's way more poop than i can i can imagine that what what is streaming anymore so like tnt just botched films all the time so yeah uh i know this movie the what i know of this movie is even more garbage than what would be streaming so what does kind of it was 2030 Okay, fast, so fast we're only from like 1996. So we're only 11 years away from being able to use the three seashells. I mean, it, those are bidets. Come on, you we we know that's bidet. So no, yeah, I have we're a bidet. There. There's no shells involved. <laughs> okay. Well, their soothsayers got that prediction slightly off. 
I don't feel know like that that's true. We still have 11 years for these seashells to become commercially viable. I feel like somebody has already done it, like put the controls for their bidet into like three seashell form. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what you're talking I, about. This is not a hard thing to wire up. According to Sylvester Stallone in a 2006 interview, you hold two seashells like chopsticks, pull gently, and scrape what's left with the third. Oh, that sounds hard and awful. Sounds rough. Or pull <laughs> gently and scrape. <laughs> no. Like with chopsticks. the jagged edge of this <laughs> fucking cheese sail. Like why, chopsticks. Why what am I grabbing even... gently? Like, why do I need to do that? Why you did they this detail why not just like leave it as unexplained just like leave it purposefully unexplained for the behind the scenes laughs just like what's up with the three seashells i don't know they it it, get your poop off your butt i don't know it works (laughs) i'm just saying i'm looking forward of all the things introduced in this movie for the future the three seashells is what i'm looking forward to the most Mm -hmm. Mystic got genuinely slightly excited when I told her that all restaurants in the future were Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Uh, don't watch Demolition, man. Where is this streaming? Uh, it's on HBO Max right now. HBO Max. Hulu, don't watch I think. that. Don't watch Demolition, man, on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to wrap it up. I think that'll do it for the evening. Uh, check out all these things we told you to on your streaming services right now. Uh, also, come check us out on Discord. Uh, we have a Discord server. You can give us recommendations. You can discuss our picks, uh, etc. Uh, check out our website, threeguysoneup.com. Number three and number one. We're all on Twitter. You can check out our check us out on Twitter. Uh, our handles are somewhere. They're everywhere. Just find them. I don't know. Uh, and we have a Facebook page. You can check us out on Facebook as well at the Three Guys One Up Podcast Network. Uh, with that, uh, we'll leave you all, and we hope you all have a wonderful weekend and watch something fun. Good night, everybody. Bye.